Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to be talking about sexuality and identity in our children. Joining me is Dr. Naveen Marotra. He's the medical director for the My Whole Child Pediatrics in New Jersey. And of course, he's a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Marotra, it is a pleasure to have you join us again. It's been a while, so I'm glad to have you with us. So why don't we start by explaining a little bit about the LGBTQ community, transgender care in this country. On average, how many kids have you seen struggling with their identity? It is so nice to be back uh, on this program with you, Melanie. Um, Yes, after a long hiatus. And this is a topic that I think is, uh, you know, we all sort of get very uh, squirmy about talking or discussing it or even acknowledging the fact that our kids might be grappling with some of these issues, right? So we have uh, the teenagers who are now growing up. They're starting to get changes that make them into adults. Their hormones are going up. And they're trying to understand their space or their place in society and definitely how they feel about themselves, about their sexuality, and their needs that come with adolescence. So when we look at some of these terms, um, you know, we will look at what is sex, what is gender identity, and what is sexual orientation. So sex is, you know, something that is uh, referred to as the assigned sex at birth. You know, the first thing that when a new baby is born, the first thing they want to know, oh, did you have a boy or did you have a girl? But nowadays, you know, you can get that information maybe on prenatal ultrasounds. But that is one of the things that how society defines us or our kids. But then as the kids get older, they then have what we call a sexual orientation when they get into adolescent phase. So who are they physically and emotionally attracted to? Whom do they uh, want to make as their sexual partner? You know, we as parents say, oh my God, my kids are never going to have sex. But the reality is they are going to have sex and their sexual orientation is what they feel attracted to. And then you have gender identity. What is your internal sense? What do you think as your gender? So even if you're assigned a male gender, but you internally feel that, hey, you maybe should be a female, that is your gender identity as defined by you as the teenager. But even if I feel that I'm a female and I feel attracted to males, my sexual orientation is that I want to go ahead and, uh, you know, have sex with a male partner. So it it gets a little bit more complex, um, so trying to understand all of these. And then when we start to look into who are you gravitating towards as your sexual orientation, then you start to get into the terminology of LGBTQ, right? So lesbian, gay, bisexual. And... The transgender is when you actually make that uh, commitment to go through the process of changing your assigned sex. So if you're 
a female and you go through the transgender process um, and make yourself a male, now you technically are a transgender individual. So I know this was a lot of terminology I threw out there, but I'm, I'm hoping that people understand the difference in all of these uh, and how we have started to see or hear uh, all of these different terms. Well, I am very appreciative that you're doing this, Dr. Marotra, because I hope for parents, and I hope that they'll share this with friends and family, because I think we all need to learn this together. We all need to learn so that we can understand and help along any children that are struggling with their identity. So what are some of the challenges that you see most often with parents and with kids? Because hopefully that's what we can do here is help with some of those challenges. Right. So I think the biggest challenge is acknowledging the fact that your kid is now growing up and may be dealing with these issues, right? So for them to uh, think of uh, heteronormal sexual uh, thoughts, uh, identity, behavior, uh, desires versus homosexual um, thoughts. So as a parent, we have to be open to all of this. We have to make sure that we have that open relationship to be able to help our kids through this. I know when my kids were growing up, it was something that I was very, uh, you know, I was very, very scared to talk about. Oh, my God, you know, my kids are never going to be sexually active. No, no, no. And I think that's a thought where a lot of parents uh, deal with, right? They, they're just not comfortable talking about it. So once you overcome that, uh, that fear, then the next step is to be open and see what the kids are thinking, what are their internal uh, conflicts that they're dealing with? And then once you identify that and you have become a partner with your kid, letting them go through their challenges, letting them go through their confusions, and walking hand-in-hand hand with them. So just as you as a parent might be not so open to talking about these things, the kid also doesn't know where is there a safe space for them to come and talk to and get help that they need. So they may be getting that help outside with their friends or you know people that they hang out with or even online in these chat sessions that nowadays have become so popular. But the best place for a child to get that information is from their parent who can guide them and help them through this process. So being open to sexuality, talking to your kids about pubertal changes, talking to them about sexual behavior, their attractions, their desires. And then if they feel that they're not uh, uh, you know, conforming to societal norms, then letting them be okay with who they are and walking hand in hand with them so you can make them into happy, successful young adults. That's great advice and really across the spectrum works for so many things with our kids. We have to have that open line of communications. And I'm not squirmy about talking about anything, Dr. Marotra. <laughs> and so I hope parents will listen to you and not be hesitant to bring this up. Because as you say, the kids will then learn it from their friends or hear it on the street. So when when is an ideal time to approach these things with our kids? A lot of parents, doctor, are afraid that if they do, even talking about the HPV vaccine, they're afraid it might 
spur on some kind of sexual wonderment in the kids. When do we approach their identity? Will we notice something? Is there a certain age that it's ideal for us to say to the pediatrician, I'm not sure what they're thinking about this? What do you see in your practice? So uh, I think there's no exact age to talk about this. It really depends and varies from case to case uh, when you think your child is ready or is starting to see some changes in their body that they cannot explain. So you have to start to be open at that point. And in some kids, it might be even uh, be much earlier. Uh, so making sure that you get the cues from the kid and being open and leaving your eyes and ears open to see what's happening with the kid. And then uh, making sure that, especially when they get into the pediatrician's office, I know in my practice, I always make sure that the parents leave, especially when the kid is, has reached puberty, that I talk to them one-on-one and ask them about, uh, you know, what are their feelings? Uh, have they experienced sex with anybody? Um, and being non-judgmental. So if it's a guy, not always asking them, have you had sex with a, with a girl, but asking, Do you, have you had sex? It could be male, it could be female, but letting them know that it's safe for them to talk with their pediatrician about anything, who can then guide them as to what the next steps are. So once that's done, the next step is that I bring the parent in and I start to uh, open up the conversation with them and ask them right then and there, hey, are you comfortable talking about uh, you know, sexuality with your child? And then I will ask the kid as well and see what the body language is at that point with, these, uh, with the dynamics that happens in the family. So the, the parents have to uh, be open and get the cues and start talking. The kids have to go ahead and make sure that um, they're comfortable talking to their parents. And then finally, when they're with their uh, pediatrician, uh, hoping that the pediatrician will open up that conversation and bridge the gap. So is all of this is really crucial to our children's emotional well-being that's imperative to healthy development, whatever it is that they figure out within themselves. What do you want parents to know about acceptance, about you said walk hand in hand, and that even just chokes me up. And I know that some parents over the years, we used to hear back long ago, if a boy played with dolls, that was a bad thing. And, you know, we've heard all of these kind of wives tales all of these years. What would you like parents to know as a pediatrician that works with youths and their families about acceptance, respect, walking hand in hand with them and getting them the discussion, help that they need, whether it's through counseling to accept, whether it's pediatricians to start processes. What do you want parents to know about acceptance? Well, I think we as society uh, as a whole, we start labeling our kids as soon as they're born, right? So if it's a girl, oh, she must be wearing pink, or if it's a boy, must be wearing blue. Uh, And we go ahead and... um, you know, start conforming and trying to push our kids into that mold. And that is where I think if a child starts to play with dolls, it's okay. If they're starting to have a preference on different things, it's okay. They're still your kids that we have to love. And we have to make sure we give them the proper guidance. So uh, I think um, making sure you're dropping those rigid boundaries that we have created in society as a whole is the first step 
that we have to um, embrace all. And then understanding wh what our kids are dealing with. And a lot of research has shown that kids, uh, adolescents who have committed suicide, one of the, the main reasons for those uh, who were identified as LGBT were that they were going through so much stress and pressure and so much, um, uh, I, I guess, stress in terms of feeling that they had done something wrong, which pushed them over the edge to go ahead and commit suicide. So we know that we do not want our kids to get to that stage ever. We want to make sure that we provide them the love, and especially as we are heading towards Valentine's Day, I think this is something that uh, we have to keep in mind, is to love all, and no matter how our kids are. So I think a question that a, par that a lot of parents I have known have, and now our kids are so different than we were. Dr. Marotra, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 56, and I know that when we were growing up, this wasn't even something that was discussed, really. But now these kids are so comfortable, just as they don't see color the way that even our parents did. They use pronouns and names that some parents do not even understand. Is there any way you can explain to parents about the pronouns that our kids are using now? We hear they and them and he and her. We're hearing all of these different things. As a parent, it can be confusing. How do we respectfully, if, if the child says, oh, that's my friend, but they have a pronoun, well, what are we supposed to do? How do, we, how do we respectfully ask them? Are we allowed to ask what pronoun to use? Tell us a little bit about this, because it's a little confusing for parents. Sure. I, I think uh, this is where the relationship that you have with your uh, child comes into play. So anytime, and it's not just for this situation, I think anytime your child is doing something that you don't understand, there should be that open dialogue to say, hey, you know, just because I'm a parent, I'm not supposed to know everything. Can you tell me what this is all about? Uh, you know, what does it mean when, you, when somebody writes in his, her, he? Uh, so, you know, defining themselves. And what now the trend is to, or what the uh, situation is, where you want to go ahead and let everybody know how you identify yourself so that there is not a judgment that comes in when you start to talk a little bit more uh, in detail and you start to reveal who you really are. So, you know, if you are a he or you identify yourself as a her, you may have those as your pronouns that, in, that you want to tell people about. But as a parent, you need to then ask your uh, child, what does this actually mean? I mean, obviously, you're not going to do that when they're there uh, with their friend, but later on, you can go ahead and ask them to explain it to you. And once again, do it in a non-judgmental way. You have to let the child know that you're okay with who they are and what they feel and who their friend circle is as long as obviously you know they're not falling into the wrong crowd but not just because of their gender identity or their sexual orientation you're not going to come in as a judgmental parent i think that's one of the key messages here i mean gosh i just i, I don't care what my kids want to be or do as long as they're safe and alive and happy and that's really all that i care about but i know that not all parents feel the same way 
if you had to give one best piece of advice about sexuality and identity, and there's so many ways that we could take this conversation, but these podcasts are really not long enough for that. What would you say is one of the most important aspects that you would like families to know as a pediatrician, as a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics, what would you like us to understand about kids and sexual identity and trying to figure out within themselves, because they don't even always know right away. Sometimes this is something of a learning process. So tell us what you would like us to know as your best piece of advice if you were speaking to parents. What would you want us to know about what's going on in the world and our youths and our teens and helping them to be happy, healthy adults? So the the thing is, we need to know that adolescence is the time when The kids are trying to identify who they are. This is also the time when they experiment, and they experiment with different things based on, you know, who they're with, based on what they feel inside internally. So as parents, we need to be aware of what they're doing, what they're participating in, and making sure that we give them the hand-holding that they need and be non-judgmental so we can guide them through this journey of adolescence into adulthood with the right knowledge base and making sure that they stay safe and healthy. And it's important we guide them, but sometimes we need a little guidance ourselves. As we finish up, where do pediatricians fit into this picture? How can they help families to work together and understand each other and start these conversations? So the pediatrician is your medical home. And when somebody talks about medical home, it is not about cuts and bruises and and fevers. It is about the whole child, right? It is about their social interactions. It is about their development. It is about their education. It is about their family life. It is about every aspect of that child's health. So the pediatrician should be the place where you can go and talk to them and get the right guidance if you are not able to give that guidance to your child. And that should be your one-stop shop for anything that affects your child. So we have had kids in our practice who have come in and came out as LGBT. We've had kids who've gone through the transgender process. And our job as pediatricians, our role was to handhold and help the family wherever we could. And that is what every single pediatrician who is part of the AAP, I am sure, believes and takes forward with all of their families that are in their practice. I couldn't agree with you more. And as I've said, listeners, so many times... Our pediatricians are our best resource. They are helping us to raise our children. They are helping us to keep our children safe. And of course, the American Academy of Pediatrics is the gold standard for those pediatricians that we love so much. Dr. Marotra, thank you so much. I hope you'll come back on again, and maybe we can explore a little bit more in detail some of these things. But you are a great guest as always. You're listening to Healthy Children. In conjunction with the AAP's consumer website, HealthyChildren.org. You can listen at RadioMD.com. There's also the aggregates, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, but we always want you to listen at RadioMD.com. Share this show 
with your friends and family, because I think we all need to learn a little acceptance, a little tolerance, and ways that we can help our children through whatever it is that they're going through. Being a teen, being a youth is not easy in any situation, but for these children, maybe a little more challenging. So parents, Let's learn from these experts. Let's learn to tolerate, be acceptance, and just love our children because that's really what it's all about. I'm Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.